This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. We'll get back to your feedback on another NRL franchise before the end of the hour, but we cannot ignore this story. It is a behemoth. $21 billion valuation, that's USD, for a company that is going to merge the WWE and the UFC. Yes, Endeavor announced the UFC and WWE are forming a partnership, a new business that's going to take over the fight and entertainment space. Kevin Ioli is a fantastic fight sports journalist out of Yahoo Sports. Kevin... Thank you so much for taking our call. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, we love chatting to you, and, and this is about as big as a story as we could imagine. This is a whopping valuation. How did it come yeah. about? How long have you known about it, and, and what's the reaction been? Well, you know, the um, Endeavor had an earnings call in uh, for the first quarter in February, the end of February, and Ari Emanuel, who is uh, the CEO of Endeavor, was specifically asked on that earnings call about purchasing the WWE. And he said, you know, we love the WWE with their business, what they've done, but uh, we are not looking to take on any more debt. Um, Nick Khan, the WWE CEO, uh, leading up to WrestleMania, which was over the weekend in L.A., it made no secret about it. he was looking for a buyer and was going out. So it wasn't a shock that we heard the news today that the WWE was being acquired. But I guess the shock was that Endeavor was involved. Like the fact that we had asked Ari uh, back in February and he said they weren't looking to take on more debt. But when you look at it closely, it makes so, too much sense for them not to do it. Kevin, how big a part did uh, Vince McMahon play in this coming back? I, I don't think that he played a, a very specific role other than he had relationships, right? There's a lot of close relationships here. Nick Khan used to be uh, an agent. And uh, the first person that uh, returned his call from a major agency was Mark Shapiro, who's the president of uh, of Endeavor. Uh, Nick Khan and Ari Emanuel have been friends forever. Uh, uh, Nick Khan, and, I mean, Vince McMahon and Ari Emanuel have been friends forever. Nick Khan and Dana White have been friends for a long time. So there were a lot of long established relationships here. And I think that that's why this worked. Like, I don't think Vince was specifically involved in the negotiations. That was a Nick Khan deal. Nick Khan pretty much, you know, worked this deal out, I believe. But I think that what happened was Nick coming back our Vince, excuse me, Vince coming back uh, to the WWE after he stepped away for a while gave that big towering presence. And you might have noticed that Dana White called him a savage and the way he does business. And, you know, Vince is to the WWE what Dana White is to the UFC. Mm. So it was very important for them to have Vince as part of this and, and have him, uh, you know, overseeing, uh, you know, the WWE side of things. What, ultimately, Kevin, what makes each of these so profitable and why amalgamating them will make them more profitable. What are their strengths and how will they be supercharged now? Well, they are, you know, especially in the United States, and I, I only know the TV ratings specifically in the United States, but they are arguably the two best products on television in the U.S., 
that attract 18 to 49 year old people, especially 18 to 49 year old males. Uh, the WWE right now in 2023 is number one on cable television in the United States in that specific demographic, as well as number one overall. Uh, but number one in that demographic is important. UFC has uh, just been long fantastic in that demo. And their show that they had UFC San Antonio a couple of weeks ago, it went opposite the NCAA basketball tournament. And that's almost always a reason to get killed, right? You're not going to do anything. <laughs> and yet UFC came in K on cable ratings that day. They came in sixth out of all cable uh, TV shows that day. So as in and, and the demo, so it shows how big they, you know, that the two are, and this is going to help them in their negotiations. Nick Khan specifically mentioned to me an example. He said in India, their TV rights are way lower than what they should be. And he said, now that they've merged with Endeavor, Endeavor has contacts in India. They have great uh, uh, partnerships down there. And now they can leverage those ex that expertise to negotiate their new deal in India, as an example. And I think that's going to happen around the world. So where WWE has expertise, they'll lend it to the UFC. Where UFC and Endeavor have expertise, they'll lend it to WWE. And, be, you know, that just makes them in both of their TV deals are coming up in the in the United States around the same time. UFC is going to be early 2025. WWE is, I think, it's October of 24. So they're going to be negotiating at the same time. And imagine if you go to the table and you can say to the bidders and, you, you know, you can figure who the bidders are going to be. Uh, hey, look, we have both of these powerhouses that are huge with the demo that you're trying to reach it just gives them so much more leverage it, it just makes a lot of sense from that standpoint yeah and that, that was a question i was going to ask was that with all the media rights that are coming up in a couple of years um kevin you've got like any have you got any idea of what that media right deal would be worth i, I know that the ufc um deal with e espn was massive but if you're talking uh like ipl Indian Indian League type type figures with the right. with the Indian media rights coming in. What, where what south of what figure are we talking? Well, when you add it, I can't even come up with a number globally because uh, the WWE is in 170 countries around the world. The UFC is in slightly more than that. So now, as they go around the world, they're you know when you add up the entire media rights of everything that they're doing, it's going to be a staggering figure just out of North America alone. And then you start adding in the rest of the world, and uh, where aren't these two sports popular? Right. I mean, there, I, I cannot think of any region of the world where these two particular entities are not popular. It's going to be massive. Um, and I think in the United States and probably globally, when you look at this, I think you're going to maybe see them, you know, put it on streaming services to a certain degree and maybe split it up a little bit more than it is now. Like, right, UFC especially has always been with one partner. They had Fox for a while. Now they have ESPN. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they give a little bit to Amazon, maybe some to Google, some to ESPN, but split things up and that they have it all over the place so that they can maximize their rights. You know, I don't know anything in that regard but that just makes a lot of sense right that that they uh that they would do something like that oh, the, the streaming providers will be lining up for a, some sort of a package now they can get their hands on both of them it makes perfect sense it's very very good business and it sounds like it moved at a rapid speed so i mean you, you got to tap your hat to them really hey uh, before we let you go kevin ufc 287 what's the word on your side state side obviously we are 
desperate to see Israel Adesanya get that belt back. But man, uh, this Pereira guy, he just he has trouble with him. What are you hearing and what are you thinking this far out? Well, I talked to Izzy uh, today, so I talked to him about two hours ago, um, you know, and I'll tell you what, it was a different Izzy than I've heard, you know, very focused, very intense. I have a great relationship with Izzy, and usually, you know, we laugh, we joke around, we get into a lot of different topics, and today that wasn't the case. It was about the fight, and he was very focused, very detailed, but you know, a lot of people like Adesanya in the fight, and I was prepared today, um, I do a betting video every Monday for Yahoo Sports, I was prepared today in that video to take Adesanya to win, but I had not seen the odds, and when we started to record the videos, I, I looked at the odds, and I saw that Adesanya was actually the favorite, which I think reflects the fact that he's won the most rounds in the three fights, you know, he, he was leading uh, the second fight, he got knocked out, he lost the first fight a lot of people thought he won that fight and then the third fight uh at ufc 281 he was up three rounds to one and looking good in the fifth until he got caught so i think that's why the odds but i said to myself you know how do i uh take adesanya as a favorite when i can get the champion who's three and zero against him as an, at an underdog price so i took Tejeda to win the fight but i i think this is a coin toss and i think adesanya uh, has just as good a chance of winning as he did going into UFC 281. I think, you know, he's got to avoid mistakes and, and he's got to figure out a way how he can create offense without uh, getting into the uh, range of Alex Pajeda, who was a massive human being, who is uh, the biggest middleweight I have ever seen in my life. But if he can do that, I think he has the ability to win it. Love it, Kevin. Love it. Great insight as always. We'll let you crack on with your uh, fight week previews and we'll talk again very soon. That's Kevin Aoli out of Yahoo Sports talking massive business, WWE and UFC merging all. That is the peaky, the top peak of sports business, 21 billion USD. We'll get to your texts on the new NRL franchise after this.